This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Kick it! I have been waiting for this one. Welcome to Boomsies. I'm Darju. I'm Darju. I'm done. It's episode 47. Why I've been waiting for this one? Why I've been waiting? Why I've been waiting for this one? Is because it's the Junior Felix episode. If you're a Jays fan and you don't know him, look him up. War number 47 when he started with the Jays. 1989. Let's set the scene. Junior Felix steps up for his first big league at bat. Waits for the first big league pitch he's ever going to face. What does he do? A home run. One of only 27 players to ever do that. First pitch. Big league home run. Who else did it? Oh, J.P. Aaron Seabee in 2010. And I was at that game. I went with my nephew, Michael. We were sitting in the outfield. And uh, I remember it was J.P.'s debut. And uh, I said, you want to, like, like you do it again, let's go walk around. Let's go check things out. I said, but before we do, Let's wait to see what this uh, new guy does. And then Aaron Sebia hits a home run in his first at bat. It was pretty cool. Then he went on to hit a couple of that game, I think. Did he hit two or three in his first? I think he hit at least two home runs in his first big league game. Only 31 big leaguers have ever done that on the first pitch. I said 27 earlier. It's 27 or 31. Junior Felix, also in his rookie season, hit an inside-the-park grand slam at Fenway. And another odd fact about Junior Felix is helmet always looked like it was too big. That's not the odd fact. He was rumored to be 10 years older than his stated age. So they're like, yeah, the birthday he gave, that's wrong. And do the current... Young crop of Jays fans. Say you're a Jays fan now. You're too old, too young to remember the 85 Jays or 89 Jays. 
do the current fans get this involved in all the team's bit players? Or is that a 1980s thing? Guys like Lou Thornton, Al Oliver, Alexis Infante, who I've got his bat upstairs. Or maybe it's, maybe it's a me thing. But I did get an email about this. Said, hey, Dan, just uh, email in to say I appreciate all the old-time Blue Jays talk on the show. Like you, my friends and I were big Garth Orge fans back in the day. I think we all tried his stance at some point, but as you probably know, it doesn't work. One thing I wanted to ask, does this ever happen to you? Anytime I bring up Garth Orge and his funny stance to most so-called Jays fans, they never remember him. As a rule, it seems their first reaction is always to say, remember Rance Mullenix? while giggling at his name. I find this very annoying, so I really appreciate your work on spreading the long awareness, the orge awareness. Still love the game, but that 10-year era, all leading up to the two World Series, will always be the glory days of baseball. Mike, I'd have to agree with you. Thanks for the email about that. So I am not alone. I was just proven that I am not alone. Oh, I got to get my beverage here. What's up, everybody? Not used with permission, but in tribute to Vic Berger from Office Hours with Tim Heidecker. What's up, everybody? By the way, uh, Junior Felix, one for four in his, oh, sorry, one for three in his first uh, four plate appearances with a solo home run. Yeah, uh, I knew he just had the one home run. I was talking about J.P. Arancibia. J.P. in his first big league game, I believe, hit multiple home runs. Yeah, he hit two home runs with the Jays. He hit two home runs in his debut. Thanks, guys. Look at that. You guys are big on the Google. Google, where you search. Remember someone, uh, when the internet was just starting to become big, they're like, what's your search engine? I'm like, "Uh, what's that? And I believe my search first one was called Dogpile. That was that's what I used. And the searches when the searches were just beginning, you did not find what you wanted. You had to you had to wade through the, the mess. But now Google, you got it figured out. Way to go, Google. Remember when Bing? They tried to make Bing Bing a thing. Hey, yeah, you searching that on Bing? I think they even paid for that to be mentioned on Friends. You a big Bing guy? No, no one uses that. Christmas is almost here. Delivery drivers, we see you. And thank you. I always try to run out. They ring the doorbell. They have to take the picture of the item they dropped off. I always try to ring out, run out and say thank you. Thank you. All day in and out of those vehicles. Wondering what's in all these f***ing boxes. And who needs all this I don't know. But thank you for delivering it. And hopefully you're listening to Boomsies while you're driving around. Who needs all this Good question. I know why we do it. We get caught up in uh, what we see on the movies. Or what we think we remember as kids. Because in my mind, I remember walking down Christmas morning and seeing 
presents piled up to the sky. When in reality, it probably wasn't the case. And plus, I had three other siblings. So you add all those together, everyone probably got a couple presents. So it does add up. So it looks like a lot. But in the movies, it looks like a movie because it is one. All the presents stacked up high, perfectly wrapped. You're always thinking now as a parent, you're like, we need to get more. We need, it needs to look like that. This isn't enough. I haven't said that one Christmas. We put all the presents in. I'm like, this isn't enough. And I got angry. But now in hindsight, I'm like, it, it was enough. It was always enough. What you have right now, times are tough. A pound of butter is now like $8. What you have in your house for your family, for your loved ones, for your kids, you've got enough. Trust me. Kids latch onto that one present. The rest are forgotten. It's the day. It's that one present that they're going to remember. The rest just fades away. It's that feeling of anticipation. It's rarely ever the present. So try remember that. And I always have to tell myself on Christmas morning, the wrapping paper will get cleaned up, Dan. Yet I still find myself standing next to one of my kids while they're unwrapping a present with a garbage bag saying, you done with that? So I got to like, it'll get cleaned up. All this will get cleaned up. Don't worry about it. I have to remind myself. (laughs) Yeah. You done with it? I'm still unwrapping this present, but are you done with it? Sorry. I'll, uh, I'll be standing over here with the garbage bag. Don't mind me. Shouldn't you be taking a picture of this moment? Give me your garbage. So be easy on yourself this time of the year. So what you've brought, bought the kids is enough. If money's tight just means that one present or two, the kid's going to cherish that more than you, than you could ever imagine. They're going to cherish it, cherish it more than a, a new TV or a new phone. They'll look back, remember what it meant to get that under the tree. What it took for you to get that under the tree. So relax. You did it. One, two presents. That's all you need. And like I said last week, no one knows how to parent. We're all just trying to figure it out as we go. Just try to be the parent you wanted as a child. I tell that myself. I tell that myself. I tell that to myself constantly. My kids actually say that to me. So if the kids ask me to help them with something or do something, I always say yes. No matter what I'm doing, 
I put myself inside their heads and I'm like, yes, I'll go play in the snow. I'm a 47 year old man and I'll be freezing my ass off. But yeah, I'll go out because I know what it means in fostering those memories. When I had that moment with my dad, it was always to hit pop flies. Because he, we lived on a farm and his downtime, he'd be reading a book or doing whatever. So I had to hand select that one time. And I still remember to this day, he'd be walking in his overalls. Just not a beaten man, but a weary man walking in from the barn. Walking up to the house, huge rubber boots on. I would wear those rubber boots and they weighed about 20 pounds each. I'd eye them up. I'd get my my glove. I'd get the ball. I'd get the bat. So I'd go out and i said, can you hit me a few flies? And he would. He knew in that moment to say yes. So I think back now and I'm like, I have no reason to say no when my kids ask me to do stuff. I haven't done an honest day's work in my life. I'm not coming in for the barn and overalls and rubber boots. So hell yeah. Always say yes. You're tired? Yeah. You'll you'll catch up on sleep at some point. That's that's what I fostered my love for the, the Blue Jays. Catching fly balls. Learned always take three, four steps back on fly balls so you can come into it. I could read a fly ball like no other. And the last few, because we had a huge front yard. The last few, I'd say, okay, I'm going to be whipping these in. I want to get the guy out at home. So I, he's in the overalls and the rubber boots. I'm chucking it from out there. Coming into him chest high. He's like trying to bat it down. Ah. Baseball. I don't know how I got into that tangent, but. uh... Oh, yeah, because I was watching a Christmas movie and I saw the presents. I'm like, why are we trying to live up to this? It's like everyone, I got to go to Vegas. I've seen it in the movies. I got to go. No, you don't. You don't have to go. You don't have to go to Disney with your family. You don't. You don't have to do all that stuff. Do what makes you happy. Uh, We do a new podcast on Mondays called Monday Fun Day. Hopefully you tune in for that where we go through uh, news from the weekend. Because we always had a surplus of news, so now we 
we did a separation and put all the news on Mondays. So thanks for tuning in for that. We got an email about it. Hey, Dano, I just listened to your first Fun Day Monday podcast and you said something that I felt in my bones. You said you don't like to work. It was a small throwaway comment, but it got me thinking. I also don't like to work, but I've been conditioned to think that's a bad thing. I actually really enjoy my career and the company I work for is great, but you know what's better than work? Doing anything I want, whenever I want. The fools who say they would still work if they win the lottery should not be allowed to buy tickets. I would enjoy the money way more. Anyways, happy to have an extra sip of Dan to start my week. Sean. P.S. The hi at the beginning of episode 46 reminded me of the pedophile video from the old pod, so I went back and watched it. What a find that was. You hit the nail on the head, Sean. Uh, Because that's exactly why I do that. Hi! From the old uh, Stranger Danger video. Remember our email of the uh, week or phone call of the week wins our CHL prize pack. You can email us at yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. That's YA, let's talk at gmail.com. Or call us at 289 796 2001. We got a ton of emails. Our winner last week sent us an email. He said, hey, Tools, he just listened to episode 46. And thank you, Z Money, for selecting my email for the CHL giveaway. I jumped around the living room like Rocky did on the steps in Philly. I totally believe Eigel, this is my correspondence from uh, Kazakhstan, is a real person, as I too believe that Thunder Bay is a majestic fairy tale town. I have family there and always enjoy my visits. You have to try Persians a fritter with cherry or strawberry cream. Hope she finds Ron. Your emails to her made me laugh out loud. Big dog Rob. An update on Eigle. She gone. She has not emailed me back. So I thought I found love. When in reality, I think I was being played. Being played just like the kid on uh, White Lotus. What a show. As I tweeted out, give every actor in White Lotus an Academy Award. Or I guess it would be an Emmy. Whatever. Give them something. Hey, Tools, I just wanted to say love the pod. Longtime fan and listener from PEI. Hope to hear you are doing well in telling your story of addiction. Sorry. Happy to hear you're doing well in telling your story of addiction. I know what it's like as I've been sober for four years this February. Huge congrats. I'll be two years in February. On a side note, today the 13th is the Danta Claus five-year anniversary of my son being on Jay and Dan on that network whose name I can never remember. Just want to say thank you for that memory. I spit my coffee out that morning watching the loop. That feeling every time someone asks me about my Jay and Dan hat is the equivalent of my Canadian tire moment. So proud and thankful as is Braden now that he better understands how amazing it truly was. Question for you and Tim. Are you coming to PEI someday to do the pod? I guess Z Money's not invited. Love to do the pod from PEI. I'd be there front and center. Maybe we could grab a Tim Steep tea. Oh, and go Charlottetown Islanders go. Shout out also to my beautiful wife, Cheryl, and amazing daughter, Bethany, who just turned six. Happy birthday, Bethany. Uh, one town over. You know what that town's called? Bethany. They used to have a ski hill. It's closed down. Devil's elbow. 
Keep up the great work, bud. Fan forever. Adam. Thanks, Adam. Hi, Dan. I'll just listen to your first. Oh, sorry. I just already read that one. Hey, Dan. In response to your tweet regarding sweatpants. And of course, the full episode of Boomsies. Yes, I wear track pants. To the gym and an evening watching favorite sporting events. Have done so for years long before it was a thing. Hell, I'm a dreaded boomer. A fit one, mind you. I, I don't know if some of these people read these emails before they send them. Growing up in the 1960s and 70s, our household had little extras, but the three of us kids were into every free sport we could find. High school was nirvana because we could play sports at a good level for free. My track pants included basketball warm-ups and my most cherished OALC blue ones. I've always had some sort of track pant, but never a fan of these classic baggy gray ones. I'm a bit old school in what we would never show up for class in sweatpants, but clearly that's irrelevant today. So do tease my second son when he's headed out with his friends wearing his track pants, but he's long past listening to my advice or sartorial excellence. Sartorial excellence. Boomsies rules. Cheers, Stephen. I got through that one. Barely. I wear yoga pants almost every day, but this lets me sneak in workouts and yoga breaks throughout the day in order to de-stress. Unless it's an office day, then it's grown-up clothes. Tina. Getting a lot of feedback on uh, my uh, comments on sweatpants. How I don't wear them. Because I'm a big boy. And I wear big boy pants. Uh, track pant company uh, reached out to me. Said, you haven't worn uh, the right ones. Oh, I've worn comfy ones. I just don't want to wear them. Because I f- don't feel like a grown up. But thank you for that email. Or that uh, message on social media. From the company who wanted to send me pants. I don't. I'm sure your pants are really comfy. I just don't want to wear them. I want to feel like an adult. Hey, Dan, listening to your rant on sweatpants. (laughs) I go to the gym often. Not as always for reasons I understand. Not always for reasons I understand. But thus I wear active athletic pants. I suppose you could argue athletic pants and sweatpants are the same thing or at least similar. I'll often keep my athletic pants on after I get home and wear them around the house for the rest of the day. Does that make me lazy? Is that as bad as wearing sweats all day? Should I be concerned? Jeremy, live your life how you want. I was just giving you my take on sweatpants. And if I wear them, I feel like a slob. That's how my brain works. You do you. I posted a clip of me talking about sweatpants and someone uh, commented, yeah, how's that working out for you? Uh, fine. Um, I didn't respond. I don't know what I was supposed to respond with. Yeah. How's that working out for you? Good. Hey, bud. Emailed twice in the past and wasn't read. I won't lie. That's like taking a slap shot to the cup. It sucks. Will this be the time? Will you finally read this? Do you even read it? Hello? Anyone? Oh, no. I'm speaking to myself now. Oh, well. There must be a vast conspiracy. 
One, Ron the Cat must have started intercepting emails like mine and blocking them so they wouldn't be read. Ron then left to start his own email blocking company. Or a catney. Now that sounds bad. Anyways, uh, let me keep this short because you hate long emails. Love the pod. Now that there's two episodes a week, there's more to love. Keep up the good work. Seabass. Thanks, buddy. Uh, If I got your emails before, sorry for not reading them. I get to most of them. Maybe we didn't have time. Toolsy, there's hope for Ron yet, even though he's uh, a cat, not a dog. Love the podcast. I listen every Wednesday and now Mondays to Boomsies. As he sent, uh, sent a story about an Okanagan dog missing for five months returns home. Thanks, Dennis. Hope is still alive for Ron the cat. Meow. Hi, Dan. I respect a good cry. Your stories of Canadian tire commercials were hilarious. Family movie night, cool runnings. Thought it'd be great for my kids to watch. Both of them cried in the final scene as they carried the bobsled across the finish line. Oh, man. Spoiler alert. I haven't seen that one yet. I know about Cool Runnings. I've been to the Cool Runnings restaurant in Jamaica. Haven't seen the movie. I can't help but reveal, I as well secretly fought back that lump in my throat as I was completely into the movie myself and filled with emotion. Just wanted to ask you, and everyone for that matter, honestly, what's a movie you weren't supposed to cry to, but you did always? Your boy, Cobbs. A lot of people have been mentioning on uh, social media that at the ending of Home Alone, where Kevin is reunited with his family, where he looks out and the old man is reuniting with his family. I cry at that. I cried everything though. So I, I'm not the one to ask. Feel the dreams. Then I realize why I cry now because of the story I told about my dad. And him hitting fly balls out to me, that's our field of dream moment where, hey, dad, you want to have a catch? So I think I always knew that in my mind, but now that I voiced it out, yeah, that's why I ball at field of dreams because I lived that whenever I'd ask for my dad to hit me pop flies. You need a good outfielder for your team. This is your guy. And if you're teaching a kid how to catch pop flies. Where you think it's going to land. Take three, four steps back from there. And then you can come into the ball. Simple tip. We have a very special guest. So I had a, I had a off weekend. I blame it on the, uh, the remnants of a full moon. I don't know. I just felt off. So I need a chat with a buddy that always makes me smile. A man that should be in the Canadian television hall of fame. That man who I've used his toilet in his home, Jonathan Torrance. I really hoped you were going to say something like, and when Bruno Gerussi wasn't available, fortunately, Jonathan was able to jump in at the last minute, like a classic misdirect. So, People don't know the, a lot of people probably don't know the reference. That's to the beachcombers. Can the beachcombers in today's day and age be remade? Because I don't think Relic is a character that can be on television anymore. It's really true. And uh, a lot of those shows that we hold in between the beats of our heart, when you watch reruns, you're like, couldn't get away (laughs) with saying that nowadays. Um, 
they were very clearly of a time, but I'm sort of of the mind that it was as close to perfect TV as you could make at that time. So why remake it? Just leave it alone in the rearview mirror. One of my first showbiz heartbreaks was at age 12, I was visiting family friends in the West Coast and they took me to Molly's Reach and Relic Shed just had a bunch of ropes piled up inside. There wasn't a cot, there wasn't a kettle. They just used the exterior of this shed. There was plastic pie at Molly's Reach. I was rocked. So what was uh, what was better, Bubble Shed or Relic Shed? <laughs> huh, which is more iconic in the Canadian TV museum? Well, I spent more time in and around Bubble Shed. I liked uh, Bubbles had a shed in breakfast. I liked that. One of the jokes I'm most proud of in Trailer Park history is um, he got his shed from eons which means like you don't have to pay like ever. <laughs> Sounds like another familiar Canadian retail furniture chain. Yes. Eons. Yes. Any of the wordplay in the latter seasons, um, I probably had my hand in. Uh, J-Rock's Moam Sand lawn maintenance business. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Can, can you give us a little J-Rock? Let's crack vitamin D. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bitch? I was working on the Jenny McCarthy show for VH1 and French Montana came in and he was really banged up on vodka and she'd say like, how are you today? And he was like, eh. and I remember being like, Wah. like you put a kind of a Canada goose stank on that noise. Um, that's why in the latter seasons, J-Rock dropped some hands instead of Gnome Sands. I always saw that character like, garnish never like the main dish i don't think you'd ever want to see a series about them but rolling up every seven pages and hitting randy with some gut disses and then leaving that's the perfect amount of j-rock it's like a rapper from concentrate um jimmy fallon way back when he put out um his little uh it's like a little handbook of his sayings whatever uh, these the, that his writers come up with why wouldn't you put out a j-rock little handbook of all his sayings huh be a short book i think um i almost didn't do the show i was going to tell you this story mike clattenberg and i worked together on street sense he's the guy that created trailer park boys it's with robin for JP. the pet. yeah robin jp ricky and julian went to high school with mike and they opened a pizza place in charlottetown and one winter it was so cold and they were so bored that they started making little videos and sending them over to Mike. And that was the earliest nugget of Trailer Park Boys. Interesting thing about opening a, a bar in a small place is that your patrons are the people who've been kicked out of every other bar in town for life. So you're kind of starting from a deficit, alas. <laughs> um, Mike and I always talked like the guys that we went to high school with. He went to Cole Harbor, I went to St. Pat's in Halifax. There were a lot of kind of J-Rocks there at the time. So Mike said, you should play that character on this show that we're making for Showcase. It was gonna start shooting in June. In January, I was in a car accident, broke my femur in several places, and I was in a wheelchair for six weeks, graduated to crutches by March, graduated to a cane by April, May, and I called Mike and said, I don't think I can do the show. And he said, why? And I said, I'm walking with a cane. I can't put weight on it. So every scene, I'm like sitting in a chair or propped up against a wall. It's not going to work. So he said, just rock it. So that's why J-Rock has a cane in the first season of Trailer Park Boys. It looks like a um, like kind of pimpin' choice, but who had the Dream Warriors? Remember they had the stick in all their videos? Like it kind of looked like 
a choice, but it was actually because I couldn't walk without it. So I almost said no to doing the show. Probably we wouldn't be here talking today if I hadn't done it. And it was because I couldn't get out of my own way. I was like, everyone's going to watch the show and be like, have you seen the show with Kane guy? <laughs> Nobody thought that at all. Yeah. That's, so that's a why great, that's a great origin story. Um, now, J-Rock is a retired character. In your mind, what is J-Rock doing right now? What did J-Rock do with his life? It's a great question. I think... Uh, I think leaving the show and the character at that time has allowed me to do other things in my career. I wouldn't want to still be doing the character of J-Rock just creatively, but I think the character would probably be working for the town, like driving a bobcat, clearing sidewalks in the winter. And I kind of love that existence. And getting banged Um, up on weekends. You know how much you're going to make. You know what's probably out of reach. You know how much you need to set aside. Like, it's no stress. I was uh, working in Europe a couple weeks ago and met this cab driver in Lisbon who said, the average person here makes 1,000 to 1,200 euros a week. It's to, to you, to North Americans, it's not much. But to me, I don't need much. I just need enough. And I was like, man, I love that mindset. He's not trying to keep up with any Joneses or... Uh, buy bigger, nicer, newer. He's take like, take what you need and leave the rest. Set the bar low and you're never disappointed. He wakes up and goes surfing, drives a cab for a few hours, has dinner with some friends. Happiest guy you've ever met. That's right. What are we doing I wrong, actually Sylvie? saw a study and I, I think the, the people that are the most happy are those that make like uh, $50,000 to $60,000 a year because like you said, they know what they can afford. They don't uh, spend out of uh, spend out of their comfort zone, and they don't stress about uh, high expenses like uh, two thousand dollar car payments because I can't afford that. Why would I get that? Exactly. Met another cab driver in London who was like, "I don't have any money, but my kid's been to every museum in Europe, so they're rich in culture and knowledge and time." It's kind of nice, as you know. People have small apartments, so everyone goes out to the town square to gather at night the world cup was on seeing a portugal game in portugal was awesome and lots of people walking around with big goofy smiles on their face and i don't think it's because they were hopped up on anything <laughs> just life they They're weren't hopped happy. up on the goofballs uh i wanted to discuss something that was an eye-opener when uh when i went to visit you with my family we drove an rv up and parked in your driveway and stayed for three days uh, that's besides the point. I remember. We got we got into a discussion because we brought out a Sobeys bag and we had some Sobeys stuff. And we got into discussing the grocery store chain here in Ontario, how Sobeys is like, they've got wood floors in the, in the vegetable section. It's nice lighting. And then, and then you said, this is where Sobeys began. It's just a grocery store here. So we get high-end Sobeys and then where it started, you guys are just like, eh, you're good with this, the grocery store. Well, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if IGA, do you know that reference? Yes, of course. IGA, yeah, yeah. That's, that was my grocery store when I was a kid until it burned down. So we kind of had Sobeys and IGA were the two grocery stores in competition before Atlantic Superstore was here. Um, but I had other friends in Upper Canada say that they always thought Sobeys was more of a Whole Foods level 
high-end grossateria. <laughs> um, it had never occurred to me that it could be taken that way. But Sobe's bags, as we always called them, like you wouldn't say, do you have a plastic bag? You would say, can I have a Sobe's bag? Um, like Kleenex. It was the brand name that everyone used here. But they don't exist as such anymore. They're now paper bags. So you can't use them for other tasks. Yeah, the paper bag, you pick it up by the corner. She gone. That bag is she gone. gone. You can't even carry a head of lettuce in one of the maps. But you you have to like the paper bags when you fill it perfectly and you walk out of the store. You're like, I feel like I'm in a movie. It's just filled right to the brim. I, I feel like I'm on Friends right now, bringing groceries to the apartment. I love that the art directors in the 80s and 90s always put a baguette in a brown <laughs> paper bag. That was the like shorthand prop grocery item that everyone had. The only and thing in real life, if you top. don't eat that baguette as soon as you get home, uh, it's a rock within an hour. She gone. She yeah. gone. <laughs> it's a bat. It's a bat the size of the one Snoop was rolling when he was on Trailer Park. Oh, Snoop performed in my hometown, and I went to a Pete's game there a couple weeks ago, and the guys were talking about Snoop, and they said one guy rolled a joint for the entire Snoop concert, and they said it was the size of a baseball bat. They said he's a rollsman and brought it up on stage. He started smoking it. So I guess there's no rules that apply to Snoop when he's in concert. Well, do you know what I like is that they just blanket. Okay. What's the smoking fine for hotel rooms? Uh, 275. Okay. Um, we'll just blanket pay that fine for the floor. Um, so that we don't have to worry about it. They do that before they get there. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. When he was on trailer park, there was a scene where a group of us was walking into this place um called oh the horseman's club thc and he was like come on like no it's actually called thc the horse horseman's club so he's at the front of the pack we walk in the thing and he opens the door and stops and everyone's like are you okay man and he goes yeah it's just the first time i've opened a door for myself in 25 years (laughs) wasn't even a boast it was merely an observation when you're snoop you have a doorsman and a roll guy and a lunchman and things just appear and get handed to you. And I love that he's got his thing going with Martha Stewart and the fact that they join forces is spectacular. I know there's some sexual tension between them. I dig it. There his is. Manager. I saw it on the the cover of a people magazine or one of those ones at the checkout. They're like, Oh, something did happen. I, I almost picked gone. it up to read more, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying Martha Stewart's this. never looked better, by the way. She That's looks right. dynamite. Um, Snoop's manager is a guy named Kevin Barkey from London, Ontario, Canada. He's, he's got a lot to manage. Snoop is busier yeah. than he's ever been in his career. I know it's nuts, but it's kind of neat. He has his like guy went to high school with and a girl that was in his math class. Like those are the people that travel with him. So he always has people from home to kind of keep him grounded and people that he has a history with. He's he's uh, dumb as a fox, as they say. He's a very shrewd business person. He gets it. Hey, uh, Jonathan, before we let you go, uh, plug your Christmas special of your new show because uh, it'll be a holiday treat for the family to gather around and watch. Here's hoping. We have a show on uh, Bell 5 TV1. If you're a Bell subscriber, it's the video on demand service. Show's called Volleys. It's about volunteer firefighters. And the special is called Happy Volidays. 
And my daughter, Sugar Daisy, who you know, played the Elf on the Shelf narrator character. So it was pretty fun to get to work with um, work with my kids. Ah, oh, that's brilliant. And she'll get residuals. That's smart. You're not that, kidding. You're a smart She's an actor man. member younger than me. Well, have a great holidays with your uh, your family. Uh, I hope you get some uh, Sobeys bags under the, uh, the now rare Sobeys bags under the tree. And I hope you uh, you just spend time with family and appreciate and be gracious for what you have. You too, bud. I'm very grateful. And what, you are one of the things I'm grateful for, sir. Until soon. Likewise. Jonathan Torrance, as I said, a Canadian television icon loved him on uh, street sense i always forget to ask him what uh what product was fit for the pit in which he looked back and said that was the worst product i've ever seen so they they get a product and it they do a review on it and if they didn't like it they'd throw it in a pit that was steamy he hosted john vision uh yeah just a just a funny dude we need a winner for our chl prize pack and i wipe my hands clear of uh any responsibility of this as producer tim or z money are selecting this week's winner in which a chl prize pack you will get it from the chl team of your choice it's not some generic prize pack you tell us what team you like, we send you that prize pack. Because the Bet Rivers is an official sponsor of the CHL. Gentlemen, drum roll, winner is. I was going to go with the guy who invited us to PEI, but I wasn't invited. So. Whoa, uh, no, no, no. Okay. He's getting it. Uh, That'll, he probably just forgot. So Adam is getting our CHL prize pack. And Adam probably is very apologetic. And he will roll out the red carpet even more so for you. Tim and I will get one red carpet. You'll get a double red carpet, Andrew. Or I mean, sorry, Z Money. So Adam, congrats. You're getting a CHL prize pack from your favorite team. It's very easy. Send us emails. Thank you for the overwhelming amount of emails uh, that we're now getting. Turns out people just wanted free and I totally get it. I like a reward for accomplishing things. And if I could get a reward for sending an email, sign me up. Yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. And if uh, your fingers are broken or your keyboard's broken, maybe you ask for a keyboard for Christmas because yours doesn't work. Just call us, 289-796-2001. 289-796-2001. We appreciate you being part of the Boomsies family. Um, are we here next week, guys? And then Christmas break? Yep. Okay. And then Christmas break? Yep. Okay. So we will be here regular episode next week of Fun Day Monday and of Boomsies. And then over the holidays, we aren't doing a best of now. I said, guys, we aren't even a year old. 
we got to scrap the best ofs. So we're going to have full interviews on two of our episodes with very special guests, which we will reveal next week. And you're going to love them. They're, uh, they're going to be entertaining. They're going to be eye-opening with two very interesting people. And we're going to have a Christmas episode too. So a lot of fun stuff in the pipeline of Boomsies. Until then, hug someone you love. And also, be nice to people. doesn't cost you anything. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.